everyone, and welcome to Gorgab. I am your host, Uncle Pony Boy, and I am here with my brother, my little bro, bro, my. I'm terrible at nicknames. I'm just gonna stop right there. We talked about I think this it's last good time. Good enough. Good enough. Yeah, that was he a pretty is, good one. Matt's gonna help me out. His name is Matt. I didn't even say that to start. Hello. He is going to start uh, helping me out once a month. We're gonna do the podcast together, talk about some movies, which is one of our favorite things to do. And the uh, favorite. Yeah, Easy. it's probably the favorite. Yeah, Matt's yeah. a big movie score guy. Uh, he was telling me earlier that he actually turns on movie scores while he's doing the dishes. Yeah, it's just like a, it's like a really peaceful, just thing to do. Just drop a fat bone and yeah. do some dishes yeah. to some. Uh, I listen to Batman vs Superman a lot. It's like real intense, <laughs> but it's like good dish music. Wait, who did that score? You know who it is because I know who it is. I just can't think of it off uh, the top of my head right now. Oh, man. It's the – was it Hans Zimmer? It was Zimmer. It was Zimmer? It was Zimmer. It had to have been Zimmer because as soon as you said that, it, has it like, to clicked. Be. Yeah. It has to be. <gasps> yep. <laughs> yeah. What? He does some great scores, man. Like, he's the done Dark a lot Knight. of – Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, man. Yeah. Dark Knight Rises score is really good, too. It's not as good as Dark Knight. Well, you like the Man of Steel score, too, correct? Yes. Which has a great... The soundtrack has a great fucking Chris Cornell song on it. Rest, oh, may he rest yeah. in peace. Oh, that's horrible. It's so sad. Yeah, that is... Re- <laughs> man, I'm so sad right now. For real, though. Oh, yeah. It was really depressing. I mean, I'm a huge Cornell fan. Anyway, uh, we talk about movies all the time anyway, so I thought, fuck, if Daniel and I are only going to do it once a month... Uh, then I'll bring my brother on and we'll talk about some movies. So we started, our very first uh, collaboration is going to be Wishmaster, uh, directed by Rock... Director? Directed by. Uh, somebody directed this movie. His name is Robert Kurtzman. And uh, it came out in 1997. And so, so kind of give me your initial thoughts on, on what you thought about Wishmaster. Before... Watching or <laughs> no, 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 like my not before you had ever <laughs> seen the movie. Well, I had opinions of you know I, I I expected a certain thing whenever I before I watched the the movie. Okay, we we can start with that. No, Go for I, it. No, I don't remember <laughs> it. <laughs> it was very cheesy. For. Yes. It was full of cheese. I don't know if there's another word to describe it. But it was also... It also scared me in certain places. So, you know, it wasn't a, it wasn't totally lost in the cheese. But, I don't know. I liked it. Yeah. I think it's one that's very... Uh, it's a good early 90s, mid-90s, yeah. uh, cheap... Total 90s. It's, it's all 90s. 90s that's as where fuck. all the cheese comes from. There is... <laughs> All the cheese, <laughs> all cheese is from the nineties, yeah. and this is a huge piece of like brie this is or good something. Stuff. Yeah, this is some, this is some <clears throat> legit. This is some two year aged gouda mm. of a movie, and you know it. Like you said, it's cheesy, but it somehow works. Like you, it, <laughs> I don't. I'm trying to. I'm, it's, I'm having a hard time, like even coming up with a way to describe why the cheesiness works so well i think because underneath there somewhere there is a pretty a pretty terrifying story 
It just you know. I think yeah, no, I, I know what you the, mean. The yeah. premise is pretty scary, really. But yeah, the, I, like, I like the whole like I like the story of the gin and 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 that type of thing, you know. And and they they make a couple of references to how you know over the years throughout time the story of the gin has been turned into this ridiculous genie myth. You know, they even mention Aladdin. In the movie, it's like that. That was like a turning point for gin <laughs> mythology. Aladdin came out, and they were like, "Fuck, this is bullshit. Yeah, this is some bullshit." <laughs> we bet we got to talk about that in this movie. Robert Robert Kirschman was trying to keep it as uh, real as possible when it came to the gin. In case you didn't know, Aladdin was based on fact. True story. Yes. Uh, ba- based on true events. No, complete truth. Wasn't even events. It was that was the absolute truth. <laughs> I literally can't tell if you're fucking with me right now or not. That's how serious your face and uh, well, just your face. Your face is that serious that I don't know whether you're joking or not. We'll have to wait and see. <laughs> you I was gonna say I was like, you can't just shrug your shoulders because yeah. people can't hear. I'm that new happening. to the podcast game. So there's going to be lots of uh, body expression going on <laughs> in one input. I'll try. <laughs> yeah, he'll give it his best shot. I'll try shot. not to. <laughs> so anyway, Wishmaster, right? Let, let's talk about this. Let's just kind of run through this this whole uh, this whole fucking thing, okay? So <laughs> this movie starts out with like the obviously the credits, like most uh, most movies generic it's my favorite part <laughs> I, yeah they should, man they really could have done something different with the credits <laughs> i've seen this a thousand times <laughs> but they so it starts out it's like kind of like some there's some alchemy type stuff going on somebody's there's like smelting pots yeah. <laughs> and shit all over the beakers. place Be, there's is that what they were called in gin time I don't even know if they were called smelting pots in the, oh, sure. the time of the gin. <laughs> they were, I mean, they were, it's obvious there's some smelting happening. Okay. And they're, you know, mixing stuff together. Somebody in this laboratory turns out he's making a, a gym of some sort. He's making a wand, basically, whoever this person is. I believe they call it an opal. Yeah, it's a movie. fire opal. We'll get there. Okay. Because I was confused about that for the first time. I called like, it a ruby. Yeah, the first like half of the day. movie, I was like, what is this yeah. thing? Why Why should I care about this red rock <laughs> that people are passing around? Anyway, they there's this whole scene uh, in this like ancient laboratory, an alchemist doing his thing. And then it cuts to this... Uh, I don't know, like the kind of like the history of the djinn, which is actually narrated by Angus Scrim, who played the tall man in the phantasm movies and it, it so so the gin let's talk about the gin for a second and what they let's are fear the gin <clears throat> yeah fear the gin fear i the wrote gin. that down. i did too <laughs> oh man so good and there's one part in the movie i know we're jumping way ahead here but he's like let's do it he says the word wishes and he's like wishes <laughs> <laughs> like it's the most ridiculous shit i've i've ever heard in my life anyway so the gin are basically like a they're like genies, like the classic, like, they grant three wishes, just not like a Aladdin genie. And they, basically, whenever they grant their three wishes, the legions of hell are unleashed right. upon Earth. Right. So he is, we get this little, like, text scroll telling you about the history of the djinn, which that part was super cheesy mm-hmm. to me. The way, oh, yeah. 
Love Angus Scrim, love Phantasm. I, have you ever seen Phantasm? No. That makes my heart and soul hurt. <laughs> I've never even heard you talk about I heard, it. I heard... I heard... What? I haven't. You've never seen it either? You've never heard me speak of it and you've never seen it? <laughs> no. You're living your life the either. wrong way, me sir. Either. Well, you need to check it out because it's it's a classic. It's super cheesy, super low budget, but there's been like what five of them mm-hmm. now or something. Uh, they just released the, the new one, Ravager, here recently. Anyway, Angus Scrim kind of like totally oversells this whole story right. of the gin. And, uh, well... I just made a weird noise with my mouth. <laughs> Dude, you nailed it. I can't Full wait. mouth suction and no, I just can't. open it all the way. I can't wait to go back and listen to that now because it, or now? God, Probably. Man, my brain literally isn't functioning right now. Total shutdown. So anyway, there's this whole opening scene set back in the time of the gin. There's like some some rich uh, – is it like – is it like uh, – it's a Middle Eastern, yes, like city. Mm-hmm. And do they say what do they say though? Is it like Palestinians? Does that sound familiar? <laughs> well, I mean, I, I know what Palestinians <laughs> are, so yes, it does. Yes, I have heard that word before. <laughs> but no, I no, I don't know. I don't recall it from the no, movie. Absolutely not. I don't. That does not sound familiar here <laughs> in reference to this movie. Okay. Well, anyway, it's like this. This Middle Eastern like city, and there's like there, there's like a party going on in this big uh, castle. <laughs> Is that what you would call it? Yes, I think so. Okay, so there's this party going on in this big castle, and all of a sudden, uh, some people just start getting fucked up. A mm-hmm. uh, dude gets slammed against a wall really hard. Uh, Is this the scene, or is it in the other horrible death scene? Where the the guy the skeleton actually comes out of the guy oh. and then it attacks the other guy is that this scene? Uh, no, yes, that is this scene. So he yeah, there's a guy that's laying on the ground and his chest like bursts open. Which this was a great fucking scene, dude. Yeah. I loved this part. Mm-hmm. And his he like splits open all over his body and his skeleton literally climbs cr- out climbs out of his body and starts wandering around killing people. <laughs> but it's. <laughs> It's a really cool, like, so K&B uh, did the effects for this, which they're a, a big name. Nicotero. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, Bergman, Nicotero, and uh, what did I say? What was the first name? Ber- <laughs> Bergman. It's not Bergman. It's, Ber- <laughs> it's Berger, Nicotero, and Kurtzman, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so that, so... I don't know. They're a huge special effects house, and they've done special effects in in uh, a lot of amazing movies over the year, mm-hmm. uh, which we've done uh, at least one of those movies that I can think of off the top of my head, and that is uh, Intruder. Right. They did this, that was one yes. of their first movies. Uh, so anyway, yeah, it's really cool effect of this alien crawling out of this dude's body. And alien? God damn <laughs> What is wrong with my body and my brain? Skeleton. Uh, a skeleton mm-hmm. pops out of someone's body and starts killing people. That's really cool. Uh, there's a, a, a dude that gets slammed into a wall and turned into stone. The stomach uh, creature. Yeah, there's like a woman ripping a creature out of a dude's stomach, right? No, it it's like his... Uh, it just... It's, it's like it... Cr- comes out of his stomach skin. It's like part of him. And it comes out and it bites somebody. And it's like, 
yanking them back and forth and oh that's what okay yeah, that makes sense weird. yeah it, i guess i like glanced away didn't see the beginning part of it because i just remember this woman like tugging on this dude's innards yeah like no, that's all like that's all i can remember stomach skin and it had teeth okay yeah yeah so then there's this there's like this wizard wandering around mm-hmm. and he's got like the tall like Jeff- the alchemist yeah right? yeah he made the yeah he made the stone or whatever mm-hmm. and he's like doesn't he have like a tall hat on? Like he's got like that Jafar style. <laughs> if he hat. didn't, he should. Yeah. <laughs> uh, can we go back and edit this? So he's got this like, like tall hat on, and he like runs back into like their leader's chambers, and the djinn is standing there like over his leader, trying to talk him into making his third wish. And you know, like we talked about earlier, the third wish unleashes the legions of hell mm-hmm. or whatever. So the djinn's like trying to get him to make his final wish and then so he's ob- obviously little tricksies <laughs> and his wishes all like turn around on everyone right yes to horrible ends yeah so he's trying to give this king leader the a dose of the tricksies and it's not working on him mm-hmm. I mean, he, he's like sitting there thinking about making a wish uh doesn't make a wish and then the wizard or the alchemist or whatever pulls out his special red stone mm-hmm. and just sucks the gin into it. There's no explanation for what's happening at this point. Well, there doesn't need to be. <laughs> it's very clear what happened. <laughs> he just, uh, you know, shows it to him. He's gone. I don't know why they didn't do that. Because it's broken. That's they right. didn't do that later in the movie because it was broke. Man, you're just spoiler city over there. Sorry. You're just ruining this for... Just kidding. We're going to ruin it for you anyway, so what does it matter whether we do it now or later? The element of surprise. (laughs) Maybe people just listen to this podcast and don't even watch the movie. They're just like, man, that was a good movie. Mm -hmm. They don't even need to. Yeah, it's like watching a movie with the volume off. This is... Yeah. This... What? (laughs) (laughs) This is going to take the place of film one day. This podcast specifically. <laughs> They're just like, listen, we don't need to make movies anymore. Let's just do Gorgab. They're just going to play Gorgab on giant screens or at the Circle Cinema in a viewing room. We should do live Gorgab episodes. We should. I bet we could do it right here. Everyone, Facebook Live now. Just kidding. You guys don't know my Facebook. Ain't going to know it. <laughs> I'm holding that shit back. <laughs> So right, let's go. We're going to move along. <laughs> so after uh, after this whole opening scene, we cut to present-day America. We get a Robert England appearance here, mm-hmm. uh, a.k.a. Freddy Krueger. Lots of names in this movie. Yeah, Lots there's of some big names. Yeah, some big-name like horror actors make mm-hmm. appearances in this, and Robert England is one of them. Angus Scrimm was the first one. And we... Well, uh, you got Ted Raimi. Man, I went uh, totally blank. Well, Nick is <laughs> a big name in horror, too. Yeah. That's, that was the other name I was thinking. Yeah, and, and then you got you also have Ted Raimi here. So yes. Robert Ingham plays a character named Beaumont. He's this rich art collector. He's waiting on a dock. This is basically how the djinn escapes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's waiting on a dock, and they're unloading the statue for him that he's been searching for for 10 years or something. Yeah, it's his, like main piece he wanted. Yeah, yeah. The guy that's operating the crane is drunk <laughs> and drops this giant statue right on top of Ted Raimi. Ted Raimi, like, appears for ten seconds and just yells and then gets a fucking 
2,000-pound statue you dropped on top of him. <laughs> so that's basically... Oh, no, no, no. no. We're well, the... Yeah, the yeah the forklift operator. Yeah, the the statue falls, destroys Ted Raimi, breaks into pieces, and inside of it is the opal. Yeah, yeah. And then <clears throat> the fire opal, fire opal, <clears throat> the ruby. Get it right. Yeah, so he steals it and goes to a pawn shop, and no, no, he doesn't go to the pawn shop. He sells it to some other guy, <laughs> which like, it doesn't even show him sell it. No, it the just cuts to the guy, pawn shop. It yeah. just cuts to the other guy at the pawn shop, and it's just like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah, and he and he's like, oh, I bought it off of some homeless man or something <laughs> for like, for fucking two hundred bucks or something. Which, first of all, why would you go up to a homeless man and immediately believe that this rock he has is a legit expensive rock? The dude was just like, fuck yeah, two hundred dollars. I'm on that. <laughs> I've been waiting for one of these forever. <laughs> so this is where we after this we cut to you meet your. Uh, your main characters, uh, Josh and, and Alex. Alex. They're BFFs, mm-hmm. best best friends for life. Best friends for life. Josh, Josh BFFL. What? Best, B, what? BFFs. Best friends for life is BFFL, right? Best friends forever. B, yeah, BFF is best friends forever. God, God, man, get your. I'm glad we figured that. Get out. Get your shit together, man. <laughs> <laughs> you asked me what. You it don't meant. know your text lingo. No, I didn't. Did I? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, so we, we meet our, our lead actors here. They're playing some tennis. Uh, so they're really good friends, but Josh is trying real hard to get into Alex's pants. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He asks, To no avail. Yeah, yeah he, he asks her multiple times, uh, can I please take you out? Like, And he like lays his heart out on the table. <laughs> <laughs> His heart's on his sleeve, basically, and she totally is not into it. She doesn't want to mess up their friendship. Right, yeah. So, there's a scene where we find out that Josh is like a... um, Scientist? Yeah, he's a scientist, (laughs) and she works for a geo... Facility? What is the word, man? Maybe she's out. a geologist. She's something like that, yeah. She, At the geo Or a geophysicist or something. Maybe. Something like that. She works with rocks and stones. Uh, scientifically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is yep. exactly what that profession entails. So, turns out he is a scientist. We're just going to say scientist. <laughs> <laughs> so, he... Uh, <laughs> he he figures out oh this is a fire opal and it's it's super it's super special you know he fig- and so they get it tested out by him because oh we missed a whole part but it's all right it doesn't really matter it's she gives it to her boss and her boss like gets a fat boner about it being she says it's unique and he's like oh, oh unique and he gets like super excited about it you know what I'm talking about isn't that guy I thought. <clears throat> that's her boss. Maybe that's we're, Garrett or whatever. Maybe we're wrong about what she does then because I thought that guy was a pawn shop owner. They no. talk, Well, that's how no. she got it, right? From him because he bought it from the guy. Oh, shit. I'm pretty right. sure he runs a pawn shop. Or that's part of his bigger venture. He's like the Steve Jobs of pawn shops. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Yeah, yeah. So he... Anyway. Yeah, so that happens. Basically, all this leads to... Josh in a in a some type of scientific facility and he's inspecting this rock and I guess 
when you inspect rocks, you shoot lasers into them. Well, yeah. So you <laughs> quit acting like you know all this. <laughs> quit acting like you're some rock specialist. Oh. Still don't know the word. Rock specialist is what we're going with for the rest of this I episode. Think it's probably still geologist. Or pawn star. <laughs> pawn star. <laughs> Whatever. So he did. Pawn shop clerk. <laughs> pawn shop clerk. So he shoots lasers at it. Uh, basically, the lasers cause it to explode. And the djinn, mm-hmm. uh, this is his first appearance in, the, in, in modern day America. In weird, slimy, crawling baby form. Yeah, it's like a, a pupa. No, that's like he would be. In he has a, like a. He would be in an enclosure of some like sort. A, if he was he has like a Mars attacks brain. Yeah, and he's like the a baby version of the full grown gin. So he crawls over to Josh, uh, talks him into granting a wish, which happens so many times yes. in this movie. Like Every somehow time he everybody, to anyone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for some reason, everybody's just like, well, I mean. I wish this would happen. Basically. No, nobody ever says I wish. Yeah, they say I. I would love to, or yeah, or or I'd like to see you try. Yeah, that's what Tony Todd says. Oh, Spoiler man, you ruined it. Oh. Yeah, t- Tony Todd's in this movie too. So you've got so far, you've got uh, Freddy Krueger and Candyman, basically. So this laser explodes. What'd you say? The tall man. The tall man. Oh, Angus Scrim. Yeah. Yeah. So he crawls toward Josh, talks, crawls towards Josh, uh, gets him to grant a wish. Uh, Josh wishes for the pain to end since he literally just exploded mm-hmm. uh, in this fire opal yeah. explosion caused by laser interaction. This sounded like pretty legit, though. Yeah. What I it's, just said. Yeah. I'm a, I, I am a rock scientist. You are. <laughs> You are now also a rock scientist. So this is a cool this is a cool special effects scene right here. Uh it's where he s- basically steals Josh. So this is this was kind of confusing to me because he's this baby version. He doesn't really do anything to Josh. Mm-hmm. He just all of a sudden starts growing into like a giant normal sized person. But it's weird because so first of all, this is really cool because it reminded me of uh of Hellraiser. It reminded me of Frank crawling around the attic. Yeah, like it yeah. reminded me of that scene where Frank is coming out of the floorboards. Oh he yeah, has, like weird, like little baby fingers like appear and stuff, and he so, and makes that horrible noise. That's a great scene, though. That's probably man. my favorite scene in Hellraiser, man. Great special effects. Yeah, like I couldn't awesome. believe how cool that was. So anyway, he steals Josh's body size. Not his skin or anything, just his his normal body size. <laughs> so now he's as tall as Josh. <laughs> and that's <laughs> basically where it's at. So there's a short scene with a, with a homeless man begging for change outside of a pharmacy. The pharmacist comes out and starts yelling at him and uh, telling him to get the fuck off his property, basically. And the homeless guy calls him a... A discomplected afterbirth of a Chinese gangbanger, <laughs> which is like the weirdest shit I've ever heard anyone say. And I don't know what discomplected means, dude. That's what he says. I know. <clears throat> I, I I noticed. I like, like, man, that was a very odd thing to say. But what is what does that word even mean? Yeah, yeah. Did you make it up? Like, what's up with your complexion, bro? You're discomplected. <laughs> <laughs> 
Like, that's what I get out of it. He's like, you got a funny skin color, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I... But it wasn't, it, a, makes I mean, it wasn't a racist thing. They were two white guys, so... Um, wait, I, did, didn't we miss one thing before the bum? Did, didn't the basketball speech already happen by this point? Uh, because that is actually... Why don't you tell us about important. the basketball speech? Okay. Alex, the main character, is a teenage girl basketball coach. Right. Right? Um, we have no evidence of this before this happens. She just says, I have to go t- to my girls or something. She's and then, like, keep my girls tip top or yeah, something or some stupid. <laughs> and then it then cuts right to her on the basketball court, giving the most amazing pep talk in practice I've ever, I've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was all about stillness. Yes, it was very what, important. I can't do it. With, I can't tell you with as much passion as she did. <laughs> <laughs> she was legit about her girls. But basically, man. it is where you find your center. You okay? All right. You kind of shut everything else out, and it and and you know, really focus. Yeah, you basically, find your stillness. Yeah, you find your stillness. Your, okay. your safe place. I don't know. Right. But she's a firm believer in this. Obviously, she's a firm believer, and apparently it works out well. But <laughs> you're like always on the verge of spoilers. <laughs> yeah, just like how you work, you're just like, wait, oh shit! There's half a spoiler. Well, I was just talking about the short scene where the her player runs up to her and. Tells her about how she used oh, the stillness. To I do used it. the stillness. I did it. <laughs> or whatever. It was like was it a free throw? I don't even know if it showed. She, did, she just show like, it? like oh stillness. I swear I could be wrong, but I swear it was just a couple seconds, and it just like it cut to her on the basketball court, and the player ran by and said that, and then it was the end of that. That's they just they just needed to establish that she was a basketball coach, so they could use the stillness thing. Is all right. it was. If it works, <clears throat> if stillness works, stillness always be works. still, be still, Damn. forever be still. Well, so there's your there's your stillness explanation. We missed that. That does come into play okay. later. Later, <clears throat> you Way. said okay, like I was telling you that, like you didn't know. <laughs> okay, <clears throat> thanks for the info. <laughs> I didn't actually watch the movie. <laughs> no, <laughs> Matt's sitting here. He's trying to watch it right now. He's like, oh fuck, what's happening? No sound at all. So, the homeless guy runs into the gin in the alleyway outside of the pharmacist. The gin uh, gives him the old Trixies mm-hmm. and talks him into making a wish that the pharmacist would ph- pharmacist would die of cancer. Yes, and he it was seemed like very aggressive cancer. <laughs> <laughs> His skin I changed colors, and he pretty sure he actually died by. Choking on yeah, something. I would call it aggressive. <laughs> he literally like was standing there at his counter, and then he's just like, "Oh, cancer!" And he's like, he like he shriveled up. Oh, let me make it clear that he doesn't yell, "Oh, cancer!" Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But he like starts. He gets these big blisters like all over him, and like he starts foaming. He starts puking milk out of his mouth. Puking milk. It's exactly what it looks and like. And he dies. 
Yeah, so the gin, after this, it shows the gin smoking a, a cig that the homeless man dropped because the homeless man freaks out. And he's smoking a cig and he says, Tell them there's something loose in this city. Something that feeds on wishes. <laughs> like, he literally, like, draws it out that, that long. It was... I, I wrote a note down about this, too, because I thought it was so silly <laughs> that he just stood there for, like, 45 seconds. He said, much, he said much more than even what you said. Who the fuck he are you talking to, man? talking. I was like, that guy is a long ways off. <laughs> yeah, nobody's he's, he's actually talking to us watching the movie yeah. right now. He's like, oh, here's what my plan is so we don't have to show you. Yeah, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, uh, we're going to tell you. I'm feeding on wishes. <laughs> so these, so so basically, he tells you at that point that he is feeding on feeding wishes. On wishes. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how else to say it. He, so, t- he said his, he told his whole plan. Is what he did. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, he did. He straight up, straight up said it all. I also want to say <laughs> I don't think we've ta- I don't think we've touched on this. Alex starts hearing his voice in like her dreams and stuff, and he's like. <laughs> You woke me up, Alex. <laughs> I was sleepy. Yeah, I was asleep, and I'm coming to kill you now. Like, that's that's basically what happens. So we also get a little quick scene where where we kind of get a little bit of backstory on Alex, where her was it her like her family or just her mom died in a house fire. Yeah. So we'll just who? I guess that was her mom. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was her mom because like <clears throat> there's scenes with her sister. Right. Later, right. too. And so so Alex hunts down the guy that sold the fire opal. Mm-hmm. Uh, she goes to the dock and talks to him. He's, she's like, hey, do you got a minute? And this guy's like, yeah, I got a minute for you, honey. You know, like he's one of those guys. Being super awesome. Classic dock worker. <laughs> <laughs> dock worker stereotype. Just being. We all know how they are. I'm tired of seeing dock worker stereotypes in movies. I don't. Does that ever offend you? No, it doesn't. <laughs> I've never been a dock worker. I literally don't care about that at all. So she talks to him. Uh, she He tells her about Beaumont. Uh, and we find out that the statue is the representation of a god named Ahura Mazda. Ahura Mazda. Which was like a good god. But Pretty cool name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there's like a... So Ahura Mazda was good, but its shadow was evil, mm. and its shadow followed it everywhere. I don't even know if this is like some legit mythology or if it's just bullshit. But was the jinn its shadow? Yeah, is that what it? That's okay. Yeah, the jinn is like Ahura Mazda's shadow or some bullshit. So anyway, there's this whole like story about Ahura Mazda that, that she gets and uh, we also get cut to a scene where the djinn is peeling the skin off of somebody's face uh, in like some kind of morgue or something and then just puts the skin on his face and it totally fits yeah, it, looks, it looks like it's really his like, face damn bro your Man. face looks much cooler now because the djinn is like, kind of like this horned he's got like weird he wears armor. Did you know? Yeah, yeah, he's got like, yeah, he's got like armor on. He's played on. He's got this weird like snake, worm creature around his pinnacle neck. around his neck. I don't know if that's part of his body. 
I don't know if I, I assumed. Yeah, I mean, like maybe like a, I mean, tentacle, I guess. Tentacle worm. Tentacle snake thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that'll work. We'll just that's what we'll call it from now. Remember that for later, so you can describe it again with those exact words. I won't. Oh, okay. You don't have to. I'm just kidding. I'm saying I won't be able to. And then, so, jumping back to where we were, I guess. Is that where? Yeah. The laboratory. The, the, the morgue. The gin puts his face on. Then we cut to Alex. Beaumont had sent her to some older woman named Wendy. That she was trying to get information uh, about Ahura Mazda and the whole like history of the gin. She gives her this. Speech about how the gin was created before mankind. Mankind? God damn it, man. Mankind. <laughs> but after the angels. And uh, it's basically pure evil. So it was like God's mistake, basically. God was like, oops. And he just kept these things alive. Because God made this horrible creation. And just did nothing kept it about there. it. Yeah, like the human race. Just got real deep in here. Yeah, this is a real deep episode of Gorgab. Let's go. <laughs> Do it. Are you completely prepared for that? Always down for deep. I know you're super down for that. I know you like the deepness, depth. <laughs> this, is, this is sounding weirder and weirder the more we, we talk about. Yeah. Okay. So then we get a scene where the gin is in like a a men's shop trying on some suits, makes some money appear in the cashier's boobs, and then... Because that's what she wished for. Yeah. But he also... She wished for eternal life. Remember, she was like, I don't want to age or whatever. Mm -hmm. Well, she gets turned into a mannequin, of oh, course. yes. Fucking gin, man. God, he's Trixies. He's Trixies. I've been, <laughs> I've been saying the Trixies. It's Trixies. That... Isn't that a song? It's trick. It's tricky. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's not, not. It's tricksies. It's not called. It's tricksies. So there's like there's also this really long scene in a police station where the gin shows up and he's trying to find. So basically, this whole time the gin has been trying to find Alex, and getting his human skin on and wearing suits and going into places, trying to. Just to fuck up people's lives. He takes their soul to be more powerful. Yeah, and if he they shows make up. A wish. He grants it, and he gets their soul. Yeah. He kills them. Yeah. So he goes into a police station and <clears throat> drives this criminal crazy. The criminal starts going crazy. All the police shoot him. There's a pretty sweet, brutal scene on this in this where the criminal reaches up and rips the jaw off of oh, one of the yeah. police officers. Yes. So the djinn does all this and causes the scene specifically so he can steal, uh, is it Beaumont's? number oh i can't remember now i just went blank oh my god just, uh. he's trying to get somebody's like address no he's trying to get alex's information and the cops like uh nah bro i just yeah. can't like give that to you and the uh then there we, we get a um there's a classic research montage in there <laughs> where alex is just reading Gin. Everything she can about the gin. Gin stuff. Yeah, because Wendy, the lady she went to meet, uh, told her that the gin is like no joke and it's real and all this stuff. So she's like researching it. She told her there's no hope. 
Yeah. She yeah. was like, you know. It's like the most powerful, just like one of the most powerful beings of all time. And it like can't be killed. Yeah. Basically. She's There's no like, way to defeat it. Like you're fucked. Basically yeah. that's what she told her. And that that's when right after that is when you find out the Jin is going after uh Alex saying that she woke him up. So th- this didn't make sense to me at all because Alex is saying or the Jin saying he's going after Alex because she was the one that awakened him. But wasn't it Josh? Okay. I I remember seeing there was a scene. I wrote it in my notes, but I, I I'm a little foggy on it. It was late. I was probably, you know, getting getting tired, but I swear she, she picks it up and she blows on it. Yeah, she she, she like buffed it. it. She like buffed it out. And then she blew on it. Yeah. And then that's immediately when it all starts. Yeah. But I don't remember how it gets from Josh back to her. I'm He I, ran his test on it and gave it back to her and she did that. He come out and killed her. Killed him. <laughs> killed him. Yeah. Her. He come out and killed <laughs> he her. Out. <laughs> well, but like so Josh put the lasers into it. So so Josh throws the lasers into the the opal. So you would think like, okay, he woke the gin up because he's just popping lasers off into this thing. But that's not what's happening. You've got uh, Alex being chased for whatever. So that, that part didn't make any sense to me at all. I don't understand why he like broke this rock and released the gin, but she awoke him supposedly by blowing on the fucking rock or breathing on it. Maybe because she initiated the tests. She said, Hey, do this. Jen is like very know, particular man. about I feel like that I feel like fucks with. I feel like that's like reaching though. Like you're like trying to explain something that just doesn't make yeah. any sense, you know, like I don't know. I, I didn't understand it, but whatever. Anyway, we find a out that hole. Yeah. Well a big one. Yeah, a big old a fat big-un. one. So there's this we find out that the Jen is is chasing after Alex, specifically the main character. And, uh, so the Jin has, has, he's basically like searched and found Alex's boss. So he's on his way to find Alex, runs into Alex's boss, goes to his giant pawn shop that has like, <laughs> he's gotten like the 14th floor in his like luxury office or something like some bullshit. He's super awesome too. Uh, yeah. Guy. I mean, you gotta say <clears throat> that sweet chain he wears, like sweater gold chain it might be silver i don't know either way it's a chain on a sweater so immediate awesome yeah <laughs> immediately dope for sure so he goes in to see alex's boss wants her home address the boss is basically like uh yeah i don't think so which i want to mention right here that the dude that plays the gin what's his name andrew divoff Divoff. I kept saying David off, and that is yeah. Yeah. So he he plays the gin, and he he's creepy as shit as the human gin. So he does some stuff that's really cheesy. He chews up the fucking scenery like he does not stop. He no, he doesn't pull out any stops at all. He as a this guy I grew up with would say he holds no bars, which makes no sense at all. He holds no bars when it comes to his uh, his acting as the gin. He's got a very creepy smile, though. Oh, yeah. His yeah. 
you know, mischievous gin smile. Yeah, yeah, it's like that. Really, I'm smiling on microphone. If you can't tell right now, it's like you talk like. It's the kind of smile where you talk like this, (laughs) like the the creepy man smile. He always kind of lowers his brow. You know, kind of looks down and see. And I think it would have been so much creepier if he would have talked like that with that smile and had like dead eyes staring at you. That would have been creepy as shit. Instead, he has like a furrowed brow the whole time. His head's kind of tilted forward. You know, I mean, it's it's it comes off as kind of creepy. I thought it was pretty creepy. You found it creepy. Yeah, I mean, it didn't scare me, but like. You were so scared. I was just so scared. <laughs> Dude, I couldn't even sleep that night. Couldn't. After I saw the Jin's human face, I could not even <laughs> go to bed. The monster itself wasn't scary at all. It was that the gin's real life person that just, was playing him. <laughs> just that human face. So he so basically uh Devoff or Divoff. Divoff is amazing mm-hmm. in the cheesiest way possible. There's no way. Bad thing. No, 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 no. He pulls it off somehow. It's like just a different kind of awesome. Yeah, he's got this. I don't know. Just his whole demeanor is super creepy, basically. So he tricks her boss into a wish. (laughs) Mm. Imagine that. Uh, Basically, he decides what he wants to be. He wants like. Four million dollars or something. He's like, well, my wish would be four million dollars in my pocket. <laughs> Cuts to his mom at a hospital, and they're like, oh, you didn't. S- <laughs> this part cracked me up. You didn't. You didn't put a beneficiary on your insurance paperwork or whatever. And she's like, oh, and like signs the paperwork in a hospital, and then all of a sudden it just like. Flash cuts to this airplane taking off, and it just explodes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> literally blows to a million fucking pieces. I was really confused when this started happening. Yeah, I was yeah. like, what is going on here? Who's that woman? Yeah, right. Just some lady in a hospital. I'd be lying if I said I understood it before you just explained it. Oh, wow. You were that lost on Yeah, it? I just didn't. It, it just didn't You just thought on. it was some random scene of some old lady like, well, dying? I don't know who the fuck that was. Yeah, so he he, he inherits, I'm assuming, exactly $4 million mm-hmm. from his mother. So I guess this this tricks him into giving the gin Alex's address. Mm-hmm. Like, he finally is like, all right, I'm going to go see Alex. And uh, he goes to, wait, wait he goes to um, a basketball game. Mm-hmm. He goes to one of the, uh, like, 13-year-old girls' basketball games that Alex is coaching. Oh, that's when the stillness, that's why the, the girls said yeah, it. Yeah, it was she, just a random scene. She runs her. up and says something about, Coach, I did it. I found my stillness or whatever. And then the gin's on the, on the bleachers. So this part kind of drove me nuts too because why didn't the gin do anything at all when he was like standing right there in front of her? It's all about timing. <laughs> so, he wasn't ready. He wasn't ready. Maybe he wasn't powerful enough. He killed several more people after that. That's true. Maybe he wasn't ready. It's true. Damn, did you just figure this movie out? <laughs> God damn, he just blew my mind. This went to a straight so 9 out of 10 for me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. So he sits in the bleachers, and Alex makes a phone call on her sister's phone, which we haven't talked about the sister yet. 
that was how we found we found out that Alex's parents or mom or whoever died in the house mm-hmm. fire. She was there's a short scene where she's talking to her sister and her sister starts talking about it and it gives like little flashbacks of somebody banging on a window screaming help me or whatever. But she um her sister is at the basketball game, so she asks to use the Jen asks to use her sister's phone after Alex uses it. So mm-hmm. she calls the number that Alex called and ends up being Wendy, who is the old lady that uh, Beaumont sent Alex to to talk about the gin. That knows all about her, all yeah. about him, <laughs> yeah. all about the gin. There yes. we go. So at this point, the gin ends up reclaiming the fire opal, and he takes in all of the souls that were offered. He like fixes it in his hands or whatever. And I think I actually wrote down right here. So that's why the hell. Or that's why hell hadn't been unleashed yet, because I didn't know until this point. And I was like, "What is happening? Like, why isn't why isn't hell being unleashed?" And he's having all these gr- wish, granted wishes. Yeah, way more than three. Oh yeah, several at this point. At least four. Possibly five at this point. So, the Jin uses phones a lot, because then he calls Alex and threatens her over the phone. <laughs> This supernatural being, it, it, anyway, yeah, he uses a fucking taking phone. advantage of modern technology. Yeah, and a, yeah, but why? He's been in the fire opal for two thousand years <laughs> in the statue. That phone's in the fire opal. He's got to just like he's got to yeah, test so out. Said, as he says, that uh, he just misses is missing out on the technology, so he wants to test it out. I think that's it. Figured it out again. Dude, you're like you're crushing this movie. Crushing it. You're crushing. <laughs> you're tearing it apart. <laughs> like you're really making this one of the best movies I've ever seen. I don't know. So Alex goes to visit Wendy. Mm-hmm. Uh, she gets there, and it's obvious as fuck that the gin is now Wendy because mm-hmm. she's like acting completely different. And it takes Alex forever uh, to figure this out for some reason. They sit and, and talk a lot, and then the gin eventually like shows Alex his real face, and she's like. Oh my god! And it's, yeah, it's really weird. Yeah, and the gin says, <laughs> the gin says, the shit just hit the fan. <laughs> <laughs> like, so he's throwing out these uh, later Nightmare on Elm Street style one-liners throughout this entire movie. There's no it doesn't work as well as it did with Freddy. No. He's not subtle no. about it. I mean, it's like in-your-face witticisms. Do you think it was Robert England on set? you think he was like, hey, say this? <laughs> yeah, Robert <It'll> totally work. <laughs> Robert England filmed his, like, 14-second scene and then just hung out on set to tell the gin what to act like. He was just like, listen, man, that is not hilarious enough. <laughs> I need you to be more hilarious. Otherwise, you'll never add up. <coughs> this movie will never be successful unless you say... The shit just hit the fan. Are you okay? Yeah, sorry. Jesus Christ, man. Couldn't stop once it started. I got the black lung pop. (laughs) (laughs) Walking around with your weeder hanging out. (laughs) That's dying over here. Great. I'd like... Breathy laughed into the phone. (laughs) Breathy laughed? Dude, I... I quote Zoolander as much as humanly possible. Nobody gets it anymore. Everyone should. Yeah, nobody gets it anyway. I always do. Let's go back to this (laughs) movie we're talking about. So basically, I say basically a lot, don't I? 
Like, basically, guys. Just in case you don't understand at all, let me break this down to the most <laughs> basic level for you. This is basically what I'm saying. This is where we hit wish number one with Alex, which is a free wish because the gym's like, I'll give you a free one. And she's like, all right, she wishes to see the gin kill himself, basically. He takes a gun, puts it to his chin, blows his brains out. That shit immediately grows back. Obviously. Yeah. This is not how the movie ends. So he blows. wasn't even a clever wish, Alex. No, yeah, terrible. She's like, oh, kill yourself. Use a pistol. And well, shoot your brains. She, <laughs> shoot your brain. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't even like. She doesn't even understand yet. I don't, I don't know. I'm not even gonna go into it because it doesn't make any sense at all. But she decides to. She doesn't understand his trickiness at this point, you know. So she doesn't know like. So maybe that's why she did it. I mean, obviously, she doesn't understand that it's a Trixie's wish. Basically. So if it's Trixie's, bad stuff is gonna happen. In case you didn't know that already. <laughs> so she makes this wish thinking it's a real smart one, and it's not. Anyway, his brain grows back. His skull grows back. Then she wishes to see what he really is. So he takes her to this, like, is it like an underground lair? I don't, I don't know. It's like this tube. It's like a funhouse attraction. There's this, like, lit up round hallway with triangle shapes everywhere <laughs> and it's red and there's like red light coming in from the sides i'm doing a terror you're not I, helping me out yeah, at all i was thinking i was i i think that i i assumed they were like in the ruby that's like his oh, domain snap. that's what i assumed. man i feel like such a dumbass <laughs> you've just been tearing this up like okay so that makes 100% sense. So okay. he lives in the I mean, ruby. it doesn't, but... Well, but... Not even in context. Yeah, I, so this happens. <laughs> he transports her to the ruby, and he's on, like, his gin throne, and she walks up, and he's like, a bunch of words. <laughs> like, he's, he talks for a while. It shows, it shows all the souls he has around the room, all the... yeah people the oh they're being lady. like ripped open and stuff there's some cool endless torment yeah there's some like cool there's a dude like that's like flayed open i think it's the bum yeah yeah and then there's a um <laughs> there's a uh a demon dog that appears yeah and it starts chasing alex so this is like a i don't even know how you would describe this thing it was like a what are those things in Ghostbusters? The gargoyles from Ghostbusters, but like it had like a dumber head. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was like a flesh color. It had no skin. Uh, no skin. <laughs> it had no no hair or anything. So yeah, it was like skinless. 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 It had no skin, it, but it was like a skin color, and it it just had really horrible looking teeth. I mean, it looked like a. Really fucked up, hairless dog. It was scary, demon dog. Yeah, but his head hell. was like a a tuna. A tuna? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like the shape, the shape of a tuna, but a dog. Whole tuna or a, a tuna's head? Just like 
the shape of a tuna. Like, so, just the angles of a tuna. You know, yeah. it's got that, like, the bottom of a spade. Like, <laughs> when in reference to playing cards. No, the top of a spade. Do you well, know what I mean? It comes to a point. It comes to a point and then yeah, yeah. angles out. Just like, like a tuna. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're saying. Okay, yeah. yeah I get so, it. yeah. His head was shaped like that, but it was a skinless, damn it, not skinless, it was a hairless dog, demon dog. Demon dog. I don't know why Why I even went into the detail about that. No reason for that It was all. scary. So, it basically cuts right to Alex doing her second wish, so after this experience in the ruby. She ran viral, from it, it chased her yeah. for a long, long time. Yeah, chases her forever. I'm pretty sure it stops and then starts again after he, she talks to the djinn. Well, so this is my least favorite special effect in the movie is the demon dog. Right. It's yeah, very it's stiff. That could have been a puppet on somebody's penis. That's how much yeah. articulation was in yeah. that thing. Just kind of bobbed up and down. I could, have, I could have penis puppeteered that, Yeah. and it would have been just as good. It was like convenient low-hanging fog in the whole movie, <laughs> yeah, so the dog yeah. didn't have to show any of its lower half. Yeah. yeah, it's like there was no bottom half of this thing. So it chases her. She makes a wish to be back in her apartment without the gin, right? Right. For one thing, this seems like a shitty use of a wish because the gin specifically states that he cannot physically hurt you. Yeah. Well, and does, also, that, does that mean the dog? Could the dog hurt her? I don't know. I mean, he's obviously not going to kill her because he needs her to make three wishes. She just used her head a little bit. In she, the wrong she, way. Yeah. No, if she would have just used her head a little bit, it would have, you know, it would have ended a lot earlier for her. You know, like, if it's, it seems pretty obvious to me that just wishing for the djinn to go away is not going to work. Right, yeah. Like, hey, just don't be in the same room as me anymore. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, when he basically tells her, like, she can't escape yeah. at this point. You know, so it's, she's fucked. So, she gets in her, she goes back to her apartment. The gin's not there. And so she runs to save her sister because the gin has now threatened her sister. Mm-hmm. So she goes to a party at Beaumont's house. Robert England. Robert England. And the djinn shows up and she's like, oh my God, he's trying to hurt me, you know, help me or whatever. And the security guy comes down and it's fucking Tony Todd. Yes. Sorry for the early spoiler. Yeah. So Tony, Tony <laughs> Todd plays the security guard in this scene and it's a... Classic Tony Todd just being yeah. a giant scary man. Yeah, a hard ass completely. Yeah, a total hard ass. So uh, the djinn talks him into making a wish, and he ends up in a glass case like Houdini. Well, he actually, he says something along the lines of, I wish you would turn around and fucking walk away. Yeah. So he does it. The you know, djinn has to do it. He turns around and starts walking away, and he's like, no, 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 as he's doing it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then what does he say? He's because he says something. <clears throat> turn around and walk away, or before I. Oh my gosh! No, the Jen says uh, something about you know killing him or whatever the hell the Jen says, and Tony Tony Todd says, "I'd like to see you try." Yeah. Oh yeah, like that's that. right. Yeah. So he turns around and goes back and 
So he double wished. Yeah, he double wished. He would have if he would have just kept his mouth shut. He would have had to keep walking away. Fucking Tony Todd, man, always got to be talking that shit. So he basically, I mean, he almost won. If yeah. he would have just kept his mouth shut, the gin would have had to actually keep walking. Well, and dude, how many fucking okay? So how many people are gonna fall for this dude talking him into making wishes? Everyone apparently, <laughs> literally every person in this world. So, so now we're at Beaumont's party. The gin is inside. He meets up with Beaumont. There's a conversation between them. Alex sees this happening, and the gin asks Beaumont. Talks him into a wish, <laughs> and Beaumont says he would love to uh, host a party that go down in history. So this is where there's a big party massacre, gin scene. party. Yeah, there's a big gin party at this house, and so <clears throat> lots of people get killed here. There's a woman that gets turned in the glass, and then she explodes, which impales multiple people with glass, which is a pretty cool little scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a dude with a fire poker through his mouth and coming out the back of his head and it looks like fucking when Alec Baldwin and Beetlejuice like grabbed his face and stretched it out. Yeah. And so yeah. weird. It's like the weirdest thing in the entire movie. Uh, piano strings come to life and kill people. A snake statue starts attacking people. And there's some pretty good little gore the, scenes in yeah, this. Yeah, the... the- I, I mentioned something about it earlier. That the there's a, more than one like group. Yeah, yeah. Just gore scene. It's like a party, or at the beginning when it was the whatever's going on in the Middle Eastern castle or whatever. Yeah, this is like, like a, a mirror of that, basically. Yeah, yeah. It's just like a contemporary version. So the gin does another weird nonchalant thing, like the cigarette earlier, and just like chugs a glass of wine <laughs> for no reason, and then says. Listen to the music of their agony, which I thought was a really cool line. I don't know why. I really liked that. And then Alex runs away, and she runs into Beaumont at this point. So she runs into Beaumont, and then he proceeds to vomit some creature oh. up, and it attacks Alex, and then she stabs it. This this reminded me of like the thing. like It had this weird like tendril thing going on. Was it supposed to be his stomach? He threw up his own stomach? Because it was still attached. It was like, yeah, basically yeah. it looked like his insides just came out. And sort of had like, her. Yeah, but it uh, you know, was more malicious than a normal stomach. Yeah, <laughs> a little more intense than your regular, your everyday stomach. <laughs> so, yeah, so this, this, he vomits this thing up and it attacks her. Cool effects by K&B, obviously. They they killed it through this whole movie. The effects are the reason to watch this movie. There's some cool practical gore throughout this entire uh, yes. movie. So I made a note here, and I want to see what your thoughts are on it. All right. Uh, <clears throat> I've said that the gin reminds me of the troll from Ernest Scared Stupid as a villain. <laughs> so the reason I say that is because, first of all, the way he talks. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my children. Yeah, like it's was that was that the gin or was that the troll from <laughs> Ernest Scared Stupid that just happened on this podcast? You know, like that's and then just like his whole like like making the faces yes, and the eyebrows and stuff. Right there. <laughs> yeah, dude, like it's ridiculous. So I, I agree. I wanted to throw that in there and see if you agreed with me on that because. Because it's he, correct. Because, because, because it's yeah. true. Because it's 100% truth. 
There's no I, escaping that. Yeah. So Alex ends up with the djinn again. She's surrounded by a bunch of statues because the djinn has made a bunch of statues come to life and, and uh, murder. Like a, they're people. all badass statues too. Yeah, it's like, it's a, like samurai a samurai, and like a knight, and like a Trojan warrior. You know, like a badass. So <laughs> it's like a uh, pretty much just a straight up badass. So the Jen uh, p- shows Alex this painting, and he has put her sister inside of a painting, and there's like a fire happening, mm-hmm. and she's looking out a window. So it's like a a replay. Tapping into her worst fear. Yeah, yeah, like he, it's what happened to her mom, and now it's happening to her sister, which is literally the most predictable thing that could mm-hmm. have happened. So the gin just once again killing it, killing it with his tricksies. <laughs> so basically, she has to make her last wish to save her sister. This is what what the gin has worked out at this point. Like, okay, the only way you're saving your sister is to make a wish to save your sister, which obviously he was gonna throw the old. Switcheroo. The old Smeagol Gollum on him and just fuck that shit up immediately. But he says, wish on, child. (laughs) And she makes her last wish, which is he wishes, she wishes wishes. that the guy on the dock was not drunk at work that day. Total cop out. Yeah. Okay, so... Let's talk about that for one second here. It was a fucking cop-out. Yeah. Like, so it's one of those stupid, like, change history cop-out endings, you know? So, basically, I mean, this is pretty much the end of the movie, right? She saves her sister yeah. by making this wish, and it goes back and changes the statue ever being dropped, the dock worker ever finding the fire opal. So, basically, everything the, the, fixing itself. The fire opal stays within the statue, and then it shows the statue in Beaumont's room, yeah. in his art room, and I believe that's where it ends. Just right there. Yeah. It's either one of the. It's one of those things that's. It's either genius, or it's terrible. Right. Probably. T- I'm leaning towards. I'm gonna err on the side of terrible yeah. on this one, but you know, I mean, I mean, what do you expect, man? It's a horror movie from 1997. It's a Wes Craven's Presents movie, which there have not been really any good ones, mm-hmm. you know? So, I mean, I don't know. I think they they pulled off the best thing that they could. You know, I'm sure this... I don't know what the budget was for this. I didn't look it up. I'm sure it was not much of a budget at all. So, the movie ends with Beaumont back on the dock. The statue gets lowered without being damaged, and it shows Josh and Alex. Josh is alive, obviously, because he didn't shoot lasers into oh, the, I into completely the forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, he, Josh is still alive, so it shows, like, them, like, flirting with each other, and, like, they're gonna go out on a date together, so Josh's creeping worked out for him. But see, so did she remember what had happened? That's what I was wondering, because did she remember what had happened and went back and was like, okay, I'm gonna try to make it work with Josh, or was she just like, that's just how it ended up working out anyway if the gin wasn't in the picture? I would assume, well, maybe I'm giving them too, them too much credit on their story. <laughs> but I would assume that since she had such a complete change of heart about Josh, I would assume that she knows. That's what, that's I, would what think. I would think. Which makes no sense. Makes perfect sense. <laughs> <laughs> this is your favorite ending of all time. 
you immediately were just like, you like text me and you were like, dude, that was fucking amazing. Nothing but the end. Just, just the end just of the, the movie. End. You're like, well, it all sucked. And then the ending salvaged the entire movie. <laughs> I love this shit. No, it's, not, it's not, it's not one of those endings, but I mean, like I said, you know, they pull you off. You just feel a little cheated. Yeah. Yeah. Which happens with endings on 95% of movies. If you've seen a large number of movies, I think, but you know, I, like I said, I think they pulled it off. It was uh, it was serviceable. Is that what serviceable? It, is that the right word to say? I don't know. I wouldn't have chosen it. <laughs> wouldn't have been my first choice. Well, well, let's okay. Let's do um, let's do a stab rating on this movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you know how it works, right? Five stars for enjoyability. Five stars for gore factor. Mm-hmm. So a total of ten stars. What do you give this movie? We'll start with your. Let's start with your gore rating. Gore rating. I'll give it a three. Okay. I won't go higher because of the amount. I wish there was more of the cool effects. The cool oh, yeah, gore. There yeah. was, you know. A decent amount, but more would have been better. Well, it, it obviously was like the star of the show. Yeah, like when it, whatever some crazy shit happened, that was like the best part of the movie. Yeah, and you wanted more of it, so I would give it a three. Um, the also the all the gore was mo- almost all of it was pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, there was so, a, yeah. Like I said, the only that thing that, that didn't that didn't work for me was the demon dog. Yeah, the and demon, it still worked, just not as well. The demon dog tuna. Demon dog tuna. <laughs> hellhound. It's a hellhound. Oh, you're right. I know. And enjoyability. I'll give it a four. I really liked the movie. I yeah. really did. Yeah, I think so. You, so you're going with a seven out of ten. Seven. I think I would agree with you pretty much on that. Like it, it. I would say. I'm going to go with a four on the gore because it was so well done and there was quite a bit of gore in the movie. Like there was a lot, there were, there were a lot of good scenes that had some, some good gory stuff in it. Uh, enjoyability. I'm going to go for a four also. I'm going to give Wishmaster an eight. I enjoyed it that much. I thought it was enjoyable. It's funny in like a cheesy way. It's funny even though it's not supposed to be. Yeah, but it's like, they pull it off. They pull it off. <laughs> they, pull off they pull off the accidentally hilarity. Accidentally hilarity. The accidental <laughs> hilarity. How many times have I fucked up words? Several times. <laughs> I like your honesty. I have. I have done it a few times too. Well, it happens. You've never done this before. I've done this a couple of times, so now I'm just fucking up everything. I make you nervous. Sophomore jitters. <laughs> that's not a thing I just made that up that's not a real thing that happens so anyway there it is 8 out of 10 for me 7 out of 10 for what are we going to call you are you, are you going to have a nickname on here or are you just going to be Matt you don't give yourself a nickname so I can't do it I'm Uncle Ponyboy you didn't give yourself that nickname no no I mean like for the show oh well I don't have any nicknames so you'd what have about, to create uh, one M-Nut M-Nut <laughs> I don't care go with M-Nut uh, oh man, what's something else? Wheels. 
People call you wheels. People call me wheels. <laughs> Mr. Stamper called me wheels. That's a real, yeah. So one of his teachers, I, so I'm here. Nah, I'm not going to call you wheels. Don't call You're just going to be uh, bro, bro. Bro, bro. You will be bro, bro. Okay, so you're here with Uncle Pony Boy and Bro Bro. Thank you for checking out Gorgab. That's going to do it. Uh, Thanks, guys. Hit us up on uh, Insta. I don't even have an Instagram. Gorgab doesn't have an Instagram. I have a flip phone. Hit us. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> hit us up on uh, Twitter at Gorgab1985. Uh, also, email us. No, wait, it's at Gorgab Podcast. I'm fucking up my own goddamn Twitter and email addresses. <laughs> It's at Gorgab Podcast on Twitter. You can email us at gorgab1985 at gmail.com. Give us some movie recommendations. Tell us we're dummies. Do whatever you feel like. And the next time I talk to you, we will be talking about more movies. This episode was brought to you by Pod People Productions. To find more episodes of this show and others, please visit podpeople.me. It's podcasts for the weird at heart. Okay. Hi, I'm Brennan. And I'm Sergio. And we're the co-hosts of Scream 101. Which is? Your premier podcast for horror movie reviews. Tell Ev- me more. Every month, we watch four horror movies based around a certain theme. Like vampires, aquatic horror, 70s proto-slashers, just different genres. Okay. I'm a huge horror nerd. He is. Sergio is not so much. Everything you tell me goes in one ear and out the other. But he's a very nice young man, and he's willing to come along this journey with me. And we can give you our two different perspectives and hopefully a couple laughs along the way. That's the dream or the plan. Come with us on this journey of joy. <laughs> on this never-ending tale. On this season of Scream 101. Find us on podpeople.me.